Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Mature Gamer Bits and PCs. Um, we're a bit uh, a bit light on the old hosting this week. Um, BC, I believe, is consoling Phil Fish at the moment, what with him being the uh, personification and the uh, PC poster child that he is. I uh, thought he was off doing a Twitter course. Well, we can only hope. Uh, and John, I believe, uh, tonight's recording has clashed with his anger management classes. But... Mm. Uh, we do have one person joining me this evening. He's uh, firmly got his dummy back in his mouth now, and we have Vimes there. Hello. Right. Uh, just well, the two of us. We can make it if we want. Just the two of us. Sorry. No, that's, that's okay, Vimes. There you carry on. They're going to uh, call this the broke back show. You do know that, don't you? Oh, you're not. <laughs> Ironic. We are, live, we are live recording this in a tent in a field in the middle of Devon. This is because I put, I'm going camping again, isn't it? <laughs> You've always been camping me. Oh, well. Anyway, what have you been playing this week? Oh, it seemed just like that, isn't it? None of the, sh- none of the small talk, just straight in well, there. Well, the what do you want to talk about? I thought, you know, the weather. It's been raining down here. Oh, it has. It's been raining very heavily. There I, you go, then. Uh, an awesome torrential downpour from the comfort of my warm office today. Yourself? Yeah. Um, got soaked on a Vespa riding through Bath. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd find that funny. Poor That's you. Um, so, no, what have I been doing? Um, I, I can finally stop talking about it because I finished The Last of Us. Yay! No spoilers. So I'm going to send it on to you now. Is that right? Is that, you, you've been waiting for a little while for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I could always do with two copies of the same game now, couldn't I? So I told you, you see, I told you, as soon as you went and bought it, I thought, I'll finish it now. <laughs> Fast. And I did. Um, what can I say about this? It's, um, hmm, well, you're about, you're about 60% through, aren't you? Something like that. Is that about where you are? You may be even more. You've just, uh, oh, I see, it's so hard to talk about, because I don't know where the listeners are at, but... Or if they're even anywhere, but you just anything you say about this game spoils it straight away, or spoils part of it, doesn't it? It does. But um, I think we're looking at doing a spoiler cast for it um, shortly. I don't know, soon. As soon as Clarky's basically got his arse into gear and finished the game, then we're oh, gonna... oh, oh, nice, nice. <laughs> then we're going to do a little spoiler cast about it. Maybe even get some of the some of the plebs off the main show or even Night Shift to join in um, and have a little round table about the sh- about what I would like to call the definitive game of the generation. Certainly the console generation anyway, not necessarily the PC generation. Um, oh, that, that sort of comment really upsets Beastie. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> but he's not here, so sod him. <laughs> you can't stop me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, I think it is. I, th- I think it is probably the definitive game for that the console generation just because of this 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 particular PS3 360 era has all mainly been about third person action adventure shooter shooter type things, um, but with the emergence of really hard driven narrative, you know, turning it more into a cinema experience. If you like, say all the Uncharted, look, basically everything Naughty Dog have ever done in the last uh, five to seven years, and um, things like Gears and stuff like that. It's all driven towards, and this is just the defining peak of it. It's it's kind of you know the story, very strong. Yeah, no, I'm 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 really enjoying the story on this. I can probably see this as being one of those games that I'm going to go back to every few years, like I do with. So. Yeah, it's it's a bit like reading a good book. I think. Um, I can't. It's, the problem is I can't wait for people to finish it because 
I want to talk about it. Um, and I can't yet because I don't know enough people who've actually finished the bloody thing. So, you know, I can't wait to do a bloody spoiler task because there's so many sort of ideas and things I want to throw around about what happened with this and what happened with that character. Um, all I will say is that, to be honest with you, if you have got £200 burning a hole in your back pocket, you would do much, much worse than going out and buying a PS3, a copy of The Last of Us, and a year's subscription to PlayStation Plus. You'd be made, for the whole year's gaming with PS Plus, you'd be made anyway. But for The Last of Us, I think it's worth it. I, I truly do. I think it's a great, great game. Well, G- Gibber did that, and hasn't his PS3 exploded or something? Yeah, but that's Gibber. We expect it of him. <laughs> So yeah, um, so I, I played the last, played and finished the Last of Us, which um, left me looking choked up. But yeah, it's fine. No, um, I, I am finding it's, it. There are some very, very nice emotional moments in it, and some very, quite actually quite amusing, uh, amusing. Yeah, bits. I mean, so, you, you got to you, you just got to the bit where I had to actually put the game down um, for a week because I couldn't bring myself to play it again. Um, I, I as soon as I got to kind of fall the end of summer basically and you can't say more than that but that's that's where I got to and I, I played through up to then and had to mm. stop for about a week because I couldn't bring myself to go back to it no there's some sort of irony there really isn't there yeah pretty much so um, yeah I'm, I'm not going to waffle too much more on about that but um, and then I, I tried Beastie's Game Du Jour which is uh, the mighty quest for epic loot um, yeah it's alright just alright, not spectacular. Beastie loves this. He does. I don't think I've played enough to get quite as hooked as Beastie. Um, it's. I love the presentation. I love the world it kind of gives you. Basically, it's all very tongue in cheek. It's all all fantastical and stuff, and it's got a it's got a really good sense of humour. But basically, um, you, you you choose your character, and you're either going to be the three standard archetypes at the moment you're you're a fighter you're an archer you're a mage basically and i've chosen to go as a as a kind of archer stroke rogue type character so i have a bow so i'm I'm good at distance combat and um it it does play a bit like diablo You, you basically choose a castle to invade and the idea is you need to work your way through this castle to the treasure room effectively and these castles are populated by it plays like diablo or diablo Esther, yeah whatever they call it you know um where you, you kind of you click to move and, and then you fire and you've got hotkeys stuff for like special attacks and whatever and cooldowns and things like this and it plays very very well and the, the, the twist is obviously that um the multiplayer element is that you can go and invade another player's castle so there's there's two sides there's a bit where you're attacking and then there's the bit where you build your little castle up put your monsters and stuff in there um, to stop other people managing to get to your loot, and there's a there's a timer set depending on how big your castle is and stuff. Um, so you know there's a time limit that you've, you've got to keep pushing against to get there in, in before the gates shut on the treasure room. And and it's very good, it's very good fun. I will play more of it. No, um, I, I I want to give this a go. Obviously, I wasn't deemed worthy enough to get an early access code from Ubisoft, but I believe it's uh, is it being opened up for everybody in the next few days? I assume so. I don't know. I mean, I I. I'm, I've um, I've been playing it for not that long, a couple of hours. I've just just finished the tutorials and started to sort of mess about with um, kind of the multiplayer and building my own little castle up and stuff like this. And I'm still un- unsure about how it works. I'm sure I'm going to get absolutely owned um, in the first instance, just when I when I first send my castle live or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, you know that as soon as Beastie finds you, he's going to destroy your castle. Well, I, I don't know how that works because he's so fucking high. He's level. <laughs> Is that he, why he, isn't he must have put shitloads in it, you know. I, I don't know how they do. It. I mean, I'm like level five, and he's like level eight thousand seven hundred and twenty-two or something. I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. So I don't quite know how that works. I don't know if it kind of levels him down. I think it does. I think it kind of, if he decides to invade my poorly level three castle or something, he he downgrades effectively down to a level three. I think. Um, but I don't think I can then do the same so I don't think I can go up to his level to, to take on his castle because I haven't earned that right I think but it's um, it would be nice if more people were playing it and when the game comes out of beta um, I'm hoping lots of people will come on because I, I do see it being one of those games where you're going to get quite competitive with forum mates and mates uh, where you know we'll, we'll all try and gang up on Angry John or something and, and you know do it over a few times just for the just for the hell of it Um and I, I just think it's, it's a nice, it's a nice, it's almost turn-based, but but not in a kind of way. I, I, I just think the game's really good. I think it'll be an interesting, an interesting game when it goes live for, for forums to play and, and and getting some competitive multiplayer going. The interesting thing is they've just um, literally today, I think, they they instigated some changes with the latest patch where it um, you could buy upgrades to machinery and things like this, and uh, the beta community basically rebelled against it so it was going to be paid to win basically which there are arguments for and against whether it was or whether it wasn't but mm. they basically turned around and said okay actually you know what we're, we're not going to do this then if you don't like it that much well it's fine we'll take it out and we'll revert back to what we've already done so um there are things you can buy i think mainly cosmetic or um i think you can you can kind of upgrade your weapons a little bit but nothing that's particularly you know massively game breaking or anything like that it, um, is this going to attract me enough? Even though what I paid out for Diablo three got about ten percent of the way into it. <laughs> I, I, was, I mean, I've, I've I've been playing a little bit of Diablo three on the sly a couple of times, just just another hour or two. Actually, really enjoying. It's, the problem is, of course, is it's our usual old chestnut of just not having the time to play. You know, I was listening to the main show um, on over the weekend when I was doing the ironing, and um, and it was saying. <laughs> Well, Anna was saying she put like 40 hours into her DS this week. I'm thinking, I'm lucky if I can get four hours in a week at the moment. <laughs> Game oh, I know you mean. 40 hours is just unheard of in, in my life. So, um, I don't know, maybe I need to quit my job or something and just, just play games lots, because that'd be great. No, I, I know what you mean, cause you inevitably have those weeks when you think, right, I'm going to get some gaming done. You finish work on a Monday and just think... Ugh. Well, I, mean, I, I get a couple of hours a night, maybe if I of free free-ish time, and I have a choice then of do I spend it with the wife, do I spend it with the telly, do I spend it with the with the games, uh, or do I read a book, or you know. So no, no I, I understand it's a, it, it's a juggling act. <laughs> Very much so. So um, I don't know. Is it is it is the Mighty Quest something that you would get into and stick at? I don't know. I think it, it would be probably be one of those games that when it comes out, we'd all flock to for a couple of weeks. What, spam like, it. What, and like then, Defiance, for example? Yeah, yeah or, or Trapmania, or um, pretty much any other game that we've yeah. pimped for the last <laughs> long. But, it, you know, but, that, but it's free to play, so what the hell? You know, it's it, That's the good thing about it. Um, 
they're not asking me for any money, that's absolutely fine. I, I'm quite happy to install it, play with it, toy with it. And, and it is one of those games you can see yourself just spending an hour on here and there, upgrade your cast a little bit, play. Because it's got that two elements, that kind of base building mechanic and the attacking element. Yeah. It kind of can fit whatever mood you're in. If you want to, I just want to play a mindless hack and slash type game, fine, go and invade someone's castle. If you're in one of those kind of, I fancy just planning out or just sitting there looking at a map and kind of putting where I want to put my traps and stuff, that will suit you too. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think it's, it's got a lot of things going for it. I like the style. I really like the, the, the sense of humor it's got. It's very funny. Um, the introduction to tutorials are good. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to playing more of it uh, for definite. I'm just uh, picturing John getting into this and logging on every night to find that a new forum <laughs> member has looted his castle and left him a... I'll tell you what, John would actually really like it. I think he would really, really like it. It's one of those, um, you know, he's got that Diablo-esque element, but he's also got that cunning megalomaniac, I'm in the volcano, going to take over the world type. No, uh, I, I can imagine he will, because uh, obviously once, once Diablo 3 came on the scene, I think he played it non-stop without sleep for about a month, didn't they? Well, I, th- I think at MGPX we saw his, uh, he, he booted up Diablo, which is what started me playing it again, because I saw him playing it and was just like, actually, I really like playing that, so I'm going to go home and reinstall it. And, um, He's got something like four or five levels, 60 characters or something. <laughs> and fair play to him, because, um, you know, I, I again, I keep saying this, I'm, I'm not serious, I wish there was a game that kept me that hooked for that long, that I, I could do that to and, and get to know it that, that well. Um, and, and some people, I think John's a bit like that, where he will stick with one game for quite a long time. So he's stuck with LoL for quite a long time, he's stuck with Diablo for quite a long time, and he's now playing Daisy a lot, so... He's kind of lucky. <laughs> He's not like me, where I just I flip from sort of game to game to game to game to game all the time, um, desperately seeking the one. But uh, you know, uh, one day I'll get there. Um, so yeah, that, that's Mighty Quest. Uh, and the last one I picked up, kind of on a whim, and I'm not really sure why. Um, I've been loving my Vita recently, like really loving my Vita. And this is exactly why you picked this game up, because I did it with about three titles when I was having a, uh, a major love time on the Vita. But I, th- I think this is, I mean, there's there's threads on the forum at the moment about the Vita. It's about 28-page thread about you know, what people are playing and stuff like this. And the Vita has got such an awesome catalogue of games at the moment, and it's such a joyous thing to play. It's, it's a really lovely piece of kit. Well, I, uh, I, I do enjoy giving people a subtle nudge in the direction of uh, uh, owning a piece of... Uh, if, if only v selling Vitas was like, you know, opening and closing doors and you were getting 60% every time. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I, well, exactly. Because God knows how many people have bought Vitas on the forum since we since you've been pimping them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I digress massively, but... Um, I just wanted to I just love my Vita. I think it's 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 almost perfect. Uh, you know, I spent loads of time on Hotline Miami. Um, really liking that. I've only just got to Act Three on Hotline Miami. Um, but well, just... Act Three is in Level Three. No, Act. Three. Oh yeah, it's in Acts, isn't it as well? Because um, there's a boss battle at the end of Act Two, I think, where it's basically you. Oh, and the dude you know, with the helmet in that yeah, room. And yeah, and you kind of throw things, and you have to kind of hit him when he's thrown it and gets stuck in the wall. How many attempts did it take? Yeah. Fucking shed like Yeah. It really did. It took me a while to get to understand what the hell I had to do. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I was a bit thick. But he's very quick. And he just basically one one hit kills you. 
which all the, all of them do, to be fair. You know, is I just that game is. Um, I didn't think I'd like that game. I really didn't think I'd like Hotline Miami at all. I'm, I think I only bought it because everyone else was going on about it. I, I, and it's it's just fantastic. It's so far, so fluid. The music is sublime. It's brilliant. The colours, I don't know why, because it's the kind of thing I would normally absolutely hate. It's all 80s neon in bit kind of, um, bitmap kind of style. And I hate that normally. Um, it just fits this game brilliantly. It does. Um, so, yeah, anyway, <laughs> completely you're digressing. Dig- you're digressing and digressing. I know, I'm turning it to Proton. I'm turning it to like Captain Tangent. Um, so, uh, yeah, so anyway, on a whim, I picked up um, Stealth Inc., which used to be called Stealth Bastard, um, but is now Stealth Inc. Well, that's not very family-friendly, is it? It's, it's just, it's we, just we, not. We but I, I do like Stealth Bastard. It's, it's good. Um, have, do you know anything about this game, Clarky, at all? I have heard of it and will probably inevitably pick it up because it is on the Vita. It's um, I, I've held out for it um, to be on the Vita because it's the kind of platform I think it's... Uh, yeah, I, f- I find myself doing that with a lot of uh, indie games that appear on the PC. I think, mm, that looks really yeah, good. We, we will talk about one later, you know, when we talk about the releases. There's one that's coming out this Wednesday, which I'm quite looking forward to. Oh, yes. Um, but anyway, so this is um, Stealth, Stealth Inc., Stealth Bastard. Is, uh, <laughs> it's brilliant. It's basically a 2D um, puzzle platformer. Uh, it's It's kind of... it's. It's the, the subtitle is a clone in the dark, and that's basically what it is. You, you, you kind of it's the, the art style is very humorous. It's kind of like um, I, I don't know what you call them, little um, parodies of, of kind of Sam Fisher esque things, little pot bellied uh, sprites with with those neon goggles. Um, <laughs> so you know you've got the instead of having the try, it's just the two. But what they do is when you're in shadow, they glow green, so you know you can't be spotted by things. And when you're out in the light, they kind of go to, to red, which means you can be seen by, by whether it be turrets or cameras or, or robots or whatever. Um, but basically, it reminds me a bit of Portal in the kind of aperture science thing where, there's, again, that sense of humour is really strong that runs through it. And it's very kind of teasing, sort of like, you know, if you, if you fall to your death, you'll kind of get, you know, a, a, um, you know some beam up on the wall, basically, says something like, did you think it would be that easy? And little kind of teasing and prompts and stuff. It's just it's just a very slick presentation, really, really nice. But the, the platforming is tight. It's really good. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, I'm, I think I spent about two and a bit hours just playing this straight, which for me is unusual, um, especially as it was during the middle of the day. Basically, my daughter went up for a nap and I sort of turned it on and pff, that was it. And she was awake and I was like, bugger. <laughs> Um, but it's just really good. It doesn't. It's just a really good thing with platforms where it doesn't break any of its own rules. It's all very consistent about you know uh, jump distances and timings and stuff like this and, and, and all that kind of thing. Um, and it is basically you are this little clone, this little sprite, and you have to make it from one ex one from from the entrance to the exit. That's basically it. They're like little test chambers, and they're even referred to as kind of test chambers. But on the way, you've got to avoid. Um, cameras, you've got to avoid turrets, you've got to avoid um, robots that kind of move about and stuff. There's trip wires and laser beams and stuff later on. So is this is this basically Super Meat Boy with stealth? Not played Super Meat Boy, so not sure. Um, the, the the challenges are timed in the sense that you know you can take as long as you want getting from from the entrance to the exit, but then obviously when you finish your level, there's a leaderboard 
um, to show you know who who the fastest. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like that. Yeah, but obviously Super Meat Boy has no stealth element to it. Yeah, but it's it's just um, it's brilliant. It's it's lovely. It's slick. It's it's um, not mind-numbingly hard. So if you remember, we, we were talking about um, Anna Zaccone's game, uh, which is MPX Steel Time, where I just sat there and my head was kind of melting and I'm just going, I don't understand this. <laughs> uh, or even something like Gunpoint, where Beastie mocks me for the fact that I only get halfway through it before he starts getting... Uh, my, my poor brain gets all, all confused because it's trying to rewire different things in split-second timings. What I like about this kind of game is at the moment, and it may, may differ as I go further through the game, it's very simple. It's your sprite. I only have to look after me, and I have to kind of, you know, it's it's old school kind of puzzle platforming. I go over there, I flick a switch, which opens that door. If I open that door, it means that this robot can walk through it, which means I can then close that door behind him, and he's out of my way, and I can progress. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. But obviously, it gets more complicated with with the more robots, more doors, more lasers, more cameras, all that sort of thing. But it's nothing mind numbing. It's it's kind of I can I can kind of plot my way through that quite nicely. So it's about I think I picked it up for I think is it six quid or something like that on the on the Vita, something like that. I mean I'm sure it's, yeah. it's going to be cheaper than that. I'm sure people picked it up on Steam sales for like a couple of quid, but I, I specifically wanted it on Vita, and it looks really nice on the and the music again again the music's really good. Um, I think we should just you know admit to the fact that everything's better on the Vita. Um, do you know what? I'm beginning to think you possibly might be right. <laughs> um, possibly except for The Last of Us, which, um, you know, mm. if the Mighty Quest replicly was on the Vita, I'm sure I'd play it a lot more. <laughs> I think it's just, I, I really, really love my Vita at the moment. So, um, yeah, that, that's basically it. That's um, 35 minutes of, of, of what he's been playing. Well, so I'm going to hand over to you now for another 35 minutes of what Clarky's been uh, playing. Well, this is going to be more like 35 seconds, but I am. Uh, I think I'm going to go pick up uh, Stealth Inc. Yes, it does sound very interesting. Uh, right, what have I been playing? Um, well, as I spoke about earlier with uh, Vamsy, The Last of Us. Um, I, I'm hugely enjoying this game. I, I am finding... Uh, I can't, I can't help but think like I'm rushing through at some points. It seems like every time I run past somewhere, I feel as though I've missed something. I find myself backtracking, thinking, "Can I go in there? Can I have a look? no, no, I can't get in that room." And uh, I, I just think it—it's witchcraft. How have they made this game so brilliant? I don't know. I mean, I think I, I, on that, I, mean, I think that the problem I have with with some elements of it, and I re- it's one of these things. It's again a bit like Bioshock. I'm going to nitpick the hell out of this just to try and find some negatives. But I found that with the crafting and stuff, mm. I never run out. And actually, when I'm going around rooms, I'm kind of, you know, it's almost like the bins in Bioshock where I'm kind of picking things up and I'm like, well, I actually really need that. Um, I've got loads of those. Or I'm, I'm full and it just gets saying full, full, full. You know, I don't need any more petrol. I don't need any more or alcohol, whatever it is. I don't need any more rags or, or, or whatever. Um so it kind of stopped me wanting to explore, but the things that kept me wanting to explore, all the little vignettes and all the little diaries mm. we'd find, all the little letters and stuff like that, and uh, just just awesome, just just the way they've spent their time on the yeah I, world. It, it's very the story's been very very well refined. Uh, I mean, but I don't think it's it's this what uh, what's the buzzword for environmental storytelling? I think they call it yeah. And you just walk into a room and it tells its own. You don't have to do it. You can just look and you go, I know what happened here. Yeah. 
Um, did you come across the bodies in the bath? Yes, the two. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, that, we're not, it doesn't really spoil anything because it's in the it's in the trailer that was at the demo. Sorry, that was at E3 a couple of years ago. Um, but when you when you're in the hotel, one of the rooms you can kind of go investigate. There's there's two bodies in in the bath where they've obviously basically slit their wrists and taken an overdose together in, in you know you know in one bath to commit suicide. And you should kind of stumble across them and you can kind of instigate a, a conversation with Ellie about it and little things like that. And they're not even as as flagged as that sometimes there's no story to it it's just the fact that you see a picture on the wall or something that you know a kid's drawn for his dad or his mum or something you just, you can find, I find myself choking up half the time just when I'm going around an empty no, house no, I, I, I know what you mean I mean the, the relationship Joel and Ellie have is absolutely it's just got that down to a T mm, you wait yeah. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well, well, moving on from this. Because, <laughs> like, like you say, we can't talk about You can't. And this is the thing. I want you to bloody finish it so I can sit there and go, Clarky, what did you think about that bit? Yeah, I, you think, I think we're just going to have to put a time on everything from now on. We'll say, look, we'll pick this game <laughs> up. We're going to spoil it in three weeks' time. So go on. We'll do what we always do, which is, you know, we did, we did it for, I think, Team Raider. The spoiler cast will always come after the end credits um, to give people a chance to bail out if they yeah. don't want to hear us. Um yeah, and I've also been carrying on with FTL. Uh, Beastie will be happy. I can't find the love for this game as much as Oh, I God. I've I spent most of yesterday on it. Um, I, it. It's almost like Hotline Miami in that respect. You die, you go straight back in. It's Again, if I was on Vita, I'd be all over it. Again, you'd be absolutely... I, I would easily pick this up again if it came out on the Vita. I mean, Beastie was saying the other week... He, how far you progress in the game is largely up to you know the, the hand you get dealt on any particular uh, walkthrough. And uh, I had a run through tonight uh, before we came on uh, to do this, and uh, I got right to the last uh, star system because I, I can only put this down to the fact that, um, you, that you, one of your starting weapons in the uh, sorry in Serenity uh, is the uh, that three, there we go there we go is that three shot laser and by some huge fluke i managed to uh jump into an area which had a second one of these um which when armed and firing in tandem was kind of ripping through everything for probably about three quarters of the maps so i got right to the last one uh the game changes its tact a little bit in that you're uh actually having to defend a system rather than escape from it and uh dive straight in and got blown up and now i'm right back at the start again good work fella yeah but I've got a smile on my face now. See, I just, I, I, I struggle with this game because I like, I think I like it. I like the idea of it. I like the presentation of it. I like the actual gameplay of it. But I think I got fucked off with the fact that you play it for an hour, you die, you go right back and, and you've got to do it all again. It's like, yeah, I, I understand why. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just think that's an hour of my time wasted. <laughs> I believe there are cheats available. I'm sure. I'm sure there are, but I don't want to do it that bad. No, no. I, I um, and it's that. like I think maybe I have to go back to it some that. But I, I, if I play through it, I want to progress. And if I get right to the end, and I, but again, I don't think this game is about beating the game either. It's just about playing through it. It is. It, it's. It's all the techno babble from sci-fi shows put into uh, one little package, I think, and. Mm. Uh, Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying uh, looking at my screen, uh, monitor shouting shields, you know, engines down. I feel, I feel like feel like Kirk himself. Oh, good lord! 
Minus the... Uh, I've always seen you as a Bones more than the Kirk. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Battlefield 3. Yay, baby. Yay. I love this game. I love it too. Um, <gasps> Why I, did I stop playing this? <laughs> I know. I, I was kind of... Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to mention this for the... Um, I know there was a discussion on the forum with regards to... Uh, Trolls and general bad behaviour from players on uh, Call of Duty. Um, this is actually one of the reasons I don't really go back to COD because I did have an unfortunate run in with some trolls online. Is which, this another, going to be another one of these How I Met My Wife conversations? Uh, no, not quite. It, it's, it, it involved. <laughs> this could sound sordid. It, it involved some uh, a couple of uh, Swedish sounding gentlemen and two people from Scotland. Uh, the Scottish people were basically giving the uh, myself and these other players grief, and I, I got most upset with this. Was, this was quite some time ago, and I've, I've just never been able to reignite that uh, flame with COD, COD anymore. And I can't see myself buying any of the future entries. See, I, I, I've never really had a problem. I, I, my COD was my kind of go-to shooter for a long time, and um, I very rarely found any. I mean, basically. I think the good thing about it was I was because I was playing on the 360. I was mm. pretty much always playing in party chat, so you were always surrounded by your mates. There was no grief talk because I didn't go into random servers at all. I, you know, well, I went to random servers, but it was always in yeah, party chat party. with three, four, five, six, eight, however many of us there were. Um, so we didn't have to worry about that. But of course, you go in on the PS3 or something like that, or even the PC if you've got voice enabled there, and if you're going in with open mic, then I'm sure you do get grief. But I just find it's just, I laugh at them and they really hate that. When you're getting trolled and you're just laughing at them. <laughs> no, they really, really hate that. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I got the uh, I got the game-winning kill only to be accused of having a uh, modded control pad. Awesome. Yeah, I just thought, oh, fuck you. Uh, but but, uh, you're right, I don't I don't really ever get that in, in Battlefield. Well, um, this is exactly the reason why I've, I've I don't know, not to offend any... Uh, COD fanboys out there, but Battlefield 3 does seem a little bit more refined for the more uh, discerning gentlemen out there, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, we've, we've, you know, it's like Wolster is always playing COD, and I'd love to get him on something like yeah. that, just to see if he'd actually enjoy it. Um, because it's, yeah, it, it, it can do my nutting sometimes, or it can be the best night I've ever had. Yeah. It's all about the teamwork, really, with Battlefield 3, isn't it? Where it's that's not as much the case with COD, which is tends to be just more run around, shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, I mean, you can have somebody on COD who's really fucking good yeah. and just wipes the floor with everybody. But in Battlefield, it does tend to be about, yeah, you can have one of those on one team, but you can if there's three of you working together, you can normally match that one person's uber skills quite nicely. And I think the thing I like about Battlefield 3 is the kind of back and forth element to it. Because we, we hooked on... Was it was it Saturday night? Saturday night it was, yeah. Um, and we we kind of went on with Yoda, and not the Yoda, just to, if anyone's confused. Um, this is Yoda's Yoda's <laughs> line. Battlefield yeah. play. <laughs> no wonder we won. Um, <laughs> but the first game we won, we got absolutely tanked. We were just turned over like in no time whatsoever. But the second game, we actually got our ass into gear, and, and we worked really really well i basically didn't fire a gun because i can't shoot for shit so i just ran around reviving you bastards all the time um and you guys worked really well as a team just taking out the you know taking out 
heavier, you know, the, yeah. the tanks and, and I, I, everything else. I think I do need to refine that whole C4 tank thing a little bit, don't I? Yeah, the idea is to blow the C4 <coughs> when you're away from the tank, Clarky, not when we're all stood next to oh, it. Oh, I got trigger happy. I had a little button to press. Yeah, you did indeed. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's just some brilliant, brilliant moments in that yeah. game. I did, uh, I, I actually got the, uh, unlock the mortar in my uh, support role. And thoroughly enjoying the motion. and I'm looking uh-huh. uh, looking forward to putting that to some tactical use. I, I did get one nice shot where there was uh, it was I think it was the last game we played where we we're all in the warehouse and uh, we were under fire from a it was an Amtrak which was out in the ocean. Oh yes. And uh, I pulled oh, the cheating spammers. Oh yeah, and I pulled I pulled the motor out and got a direct hit on it straight away, which is immensely satisfying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, but that's kind of why I like the game as well because you can you can easily you know flip between your tool set to kind of match whatever's coming at you. So yeah, you can, if yeah. there's a tank coming down the highway, brilliant. Okay, I'll swap to my you know rocket launcher or whatever, and then if it's something static, I'll get me mortar out. Um, I, was, I, I just I think the game is awesome, and I, I'm really pumped for Battlefield Four now. Yeah. Really pumped for it. I know this is this, but how many people are going to be buying, buying PS4s to play it on? I don't know, but I will. Oh, it's me too. I, mean, I know this is a PC podcast, but we oh, should be buying on PC. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I, it may double dip, but I, I, if, if I'm absolutely honest and, um, you know, I bear my soul on this podcast every week. Um, <laughs> I love first person shooters on console. Sorry, I just do. I, I like first person shooters with a controller in my hand. Yes. Um, it's, um, it's just, 10 years of playing them. I'm sorry. I can't get used to playing fast-paced multiplayer first-person shooters with a, with a mouse and keyboard. So. Although, although on the subject, uh, I, I think Nefirio wants to go on the PC version with us all this week. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to try it. Um, I'll reinstall Battlefield again because I've got, pre- like I said, I've got premium on bloody 360. I've got premium on, on the PC. Yeah, we're playing um, <laughs> vanilla on the playing PS3. The PS3 vanilla, <laughs> um, which is sod's law, really. Um, but I am actually, because I'm useless, I play Battlefield on the PC, I, I I just can't do it. So I'm actually thinking, I know people keep saying, oh, you're really, you, you know, you're going to get owned if you use a controller, but I'm going to try it, because it can't be worse than how badly I am with a, with a mouse and keyboard. It just yeah. can't be worse. What the hell, let's give it a go. Yeah, fuck it, I'll get it yeah. installed. And uh, I'm also going camping again this weekend. Um, we'll... Who with? A friend. A friend? A friend, yes. And you break it to me like this. <laughs> This be, is the pain. Oh, jeez. There'll, there'll be children there. You're a sick fuck. <laughs> of course, my own. Oh, that's that's even worse. worse. Oh, what are you you turn everything round, I say. <laughs> that's it. You, you can make your own <laughs> bloody tea you? tonight. <laughs> you, you. And you're sleeping on the couch as well. <laughs> <laughs> you send me out back to sleep under canvas. Oh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll save the uh, I'll, I'll save that one for when John's back on the show because I know how much he loves me discussing my camp. Oh trips. god! So what tent have you got now? Did we get because we, we were having this tent discussion? Oh, I got this Van Gogh tent. Um, no, no, this it was basically as it turned out one up from a festival tent. So uh, <laughs> no, it's, it, it was it, it looked really really good, but it was I mean the first time I put it up, one of the poles snapped. Um, and then when I was actually on the camping trip, my uh, 
friend's my daughter was walking my friend's dog, which then proceeded to pull her over the tent and snap the pelvis again. And I just, I don't know, I just don't feel. You need to get yourself some quality, mate. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll be safe. Because I've a work colleague of mine, she's about to go camping. And she's she's got like a huge tent, like one of the massive, great big ones with kitchens and dining rooms and goblins. Whatever. Else. It's, it's a bit. It's almost like the kind of tent you can imagine John having, you know, yeah. with, with different wings and stuff, and probably an indoor pool and things. But she wants like a, a kind of medium sized one. Uh, and it's great because I'm really excited because we're going to go to go outdoors and get to run around and look at all the tents. Well, and I'm so excited. This, this is the thing the missus just couldn't get. And I, I think my friend sort of put it to put it the best way. You know, even if you're using said tent to camp in the back garden, if it's not, you know, if it doesn't pack up to the size of a uh, a wallet and it's, it's just of no use whatsoever, is it? I mean, come on. Mine goes in the size of a suitcase, and it's fine. Well, I, I, I do have an alternative, alternative which I've uh, inherited, which is a little little on the cheap side, but it's a nice one. It's got two separate rooms in it, which is... It's a bin bag, isn't it? It's not a bin bag, no. It's uh, it's a put-me-on. I mean, I am en- I am enjoying this whole uh, summer camping lot, so I'll uh, not... So up. A put-me-on? It's like, well, I'm, like I said... This is some northern thing. Yeah, it's a northern thing. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just like by, by Elky Moore Bud's hat where I put me on me. Absolutely. Um, something. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm going to, it's, a, it's a put me on. It's, it's just a tent. It's not even a tent. I don't know what a put me on is. It's, it's, it's something to do to make do with for now. I am enjoying the whole camping thing. So, you know, I'm hoping to do it more next year. So I will we'll invest in something a little more expensive along the road. But for the time being, I have a lower value, lower quality put me on. I understand you. You're weird. Yeah. You're going to have to come up and see me then, aren't you? Oh, God. <laughs> Not if you're bringing your kids. That's sick. Oh, Jesus. Although, wasn't there some mention of uh, next year's uh, MGPX being a venue which has uh, camping? Shh, this, is, this is stuff that is yet to be disclosed to the general populace. This really? Is, you know, yeah, This is we're, we're now showing them a little bit of the backstage of the, the Goliath that is the MGPX. I, or whatever it's going to be called next yeah, time. MGPX2? I don't know what they're going to call it. MBX? I, I, I? Yeah. Yeah, so well, yeah, I think well, it would be a hoot if we did camping, but I, I think Kev's... I think, un- I think it would be an absolute hoot. I do, but I think Kev's a little unsure, mainly because of A, um, the brewery tapped in really good food, and B, it's just down the road from him. So well, I think well, yeah. mm. might well influence his decision somewhat. Oh, but... Hell, why not just have a camping trip anyway? Look at yeah, why not? Yeah, bits and pieces. Bonding session, you know. Bondage session. Bonding. Oh, right. There we go. I'm sure. John, I'm sure John will be up for that because it'll give him an excuse to buy a uh, thirty thousand pound tent. Probably. Yeah. He's probably got one of those trailer tents, isn't he? That's it. Yeah. And BC would uh, bring up some inflatable tent stroke PC rig thingy with him, no doubt. I'm sure he would. There we go. Anyway. We've drawn on about that a little too much. John doesn't like it. We're talking about camping, does he? No. But then he's not here, so he gets jealous about it. Well, there we go. Um, Right. (laughs) The next big thing. Hey. Sanctum Two. Awesome. Part first-person shooter, part towered events game. Can I go first on this one? I hit me up. Shit. (laughs) What? I I don't like it. It's not a tower defense game. 
What do you mean it's not a tower defence game? Tower defence game is where you're viewing the whole map from above and you get to place your things about, watch watch the little men running into you and while they get shot up. This is this is like a, an unfinished first-person shooter game where you have to basically fill in the blanks. What? I don't like it. I'm sorry. There's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. This, 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 is, this is, you know, uh, this is a hybrid. This is the whole point of it. It's a tower defence game that you play... Um, and you can build your defences from a first-person viewpoint. Uh, you can put your turrets down, you can put your, your area attacks down, you can put blockers down, you, you can map to direct the, the route that the enemies come in from. How far did you get in this? I played it for about uh, a short while. Right. Three minutes? No. Two? More, more. Five. I think I played it for about 20 minutes. Jesus Christ, you're useless. Well, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just instantly I took a dislike to it. I don't know why. Uh, it, it, I mean, come on, look at games like Command and Conquer. Absolutely fantastic games. I'd rather not. I don't like Command and Conquer. Yeah, but they, they, they're far too complicated. For well, no, there we go. But, you know, you've got Command and Conquer, groundbreaking game of its time, and they went and made a... Uh, third-person shooter version of it, which absolutely tanked him with shit. And I can completely understand why. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not what it is. I mean, I love... Tower Defense is probably why one of my all-time favourite genres. I just love it. I don't know why. I just... I I I love Tower Defense games. Uh, You know, I think they're they're fantastic. But... um, And Defense Grid is probably one of my all-time favourite ones. And this plays like Defense Grid, but where you can kind of... you, You kind of... You control it for a first-person point of view. You have a gun. You have things like a secondary fire mode. You, you can level up your perks and do damage and stuff. So it's not just about mapping out what's going on where and, and, and all this kind of thing. It's about you being able to get in there and, and, and kind of influence it a little bit. It takes a little bit of time to get your head around the fact that you're vulnerable and you know you could die, which then means that you, you have to back out of the... The, the map for 10 seconds which is quite a long time yeah, but where, where, where's the fun in that you build an awesome you know network of towers and then you have to go and hide behind a wall not seeing anything no you stand on top of the bloody wall and you, someone will hit you with a sniper rifle or something there are only sniper they don't have sniper rifles in it they're little monster type alien things that are invading trying to munch your core I know what they are it's, very... it's just it's, I don't know It's it's. I think it's a um, I'm not sure I'll play. I think the presentation on this game is really good. I like I like the comic book style to it. It's kind of it reminds me a little bit of Brink actually. Um, I don't know if you ever played that on the one that basically tanked. No. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> not great. Yeah, really, really that that game that just yeah, tanked. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's got a kind of comic book style to it. You get a choice of four characters, always slightly different sort of specialties. Um, so you got your all rounder, you've got your long range, you've got your short range, you know. Um, and it just throws you in with the, into these maps where you kind of run about and you place your your turrets and your blocks down to sort of direct the, the, the enemy down certain paths. So obviously then what you want to do is you make the path as convoluted as possible so it takes them the longest amount of time to get to the core, so you've got time to put as much damage on them as possible before they can get there. And it works very, very well. I think it's just one of those games that, if you're unsure about it, you need to check the demo out first. But I, I like it. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm sure if I gave it a bit more time, I'd maybe like it a little bit more. But I mean, let's face it, that's not going to happen, is it? No, not really. I can't see that. I mean, I'll, 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 it's one of those ones I'll probably um, 
I'd, I'd have to put an, another few hours into it to sort of for it to hook me in. And I think part of the thing I like about tower defense games is that kind of sitting back, watching it unfold. Do you know what I mean? That where you're, you're kind of you're getting that gold view of top down, watching it all happen. Think, shit! I really need to put. There's where my bottleneck is. I need to make sure that I've got something there to cover that. And unfortunately, when you're playing this game, you're so busy running around trying to shoot things in first person mode that you actually lose sight of the main objective. Do you know what I mean? So things will yeah. slip past, and you won't even realise it. Um, so you can't. I find it really hard to concentrate on what's going on around me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm concentrating on, on shooting down this big Goliath thing, which is soaking up all my bullets, and I've, I've neglected the fact that there's a hole in my wall somewhere or something like that, or I've not planned something properly, and, and you miss it, and that kind of you suddenly think, oh fuck, that's why. I and so when you fail, you've got no idea why. <laughs> Whereas if you if you're watching a traditional sort of tower defense game. Um, I love that when you watch it unfold and you can kind of pinpoint, ah, I see. Right, so next time I need to make sure that I put my that turret there and, and move the area attack one here and, and put my slow time one. That kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah. I don't think the hybrid thing works for me as well as I hoped it would. It's still a good fun game. I still like it, but it's no, it's not the next big thing, is it? No. So hot or not. Next no. big thing. No. No, no. Sorry. No, it's a no from me. It is good fun, but yeah. No. Anyway, next week's Farmsy. What are we going to be playing next week? I don't know. Do you know what I really fancy is, is something like a friendly place I can go and shoot zombies in yes. the head. Yes, yes. Some place that I can call home. This sounds great. Some place with special auto-refuels and self-bloodbag mods pre-installed into a DayZ server. Tell me more. Something where you can remove parts from vehicles, have full moon at night, and have lots of extra crash sites scattered all over the, the island. Oh, please. More. Do you know a place like this, do you? I'm not sure, but I'm sure you're about to tell me where. Well, luckily for us, the benefactor of our of our of all our hopes and dreams, our own Angry John, has provided an MGP DayZ server. And if you all want to get your pens and pencils ready, he's asked me to tout the following server address. I'm going to get this so wrong. It is 185.2.136.156 colon 3391. Yes. Go there. Camp out under the stars. Shoot zombies in the head. And you can rage around with minor internet celebrities like Angry John. What please, more could you possibly want? Please note, the opinions of Angry John do not necessarily uh, follow on from the opinions of the rest of the Mature Gamer podcast uh, hosts. More likely not to. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, uh, so, yeah, I, I think I think that uh, kind of explains that next week we're going to be playing, and John's going to be really happy at this, Daisy. Yeah. Maybe the only reason we chose this is because we can't get John off it, so we thought we might as well all buy along with it, you know, join him on it. Yeah, but obviously, given that this podcast runs mainly off Sod's Law, by the time we tell him, he'll have gotten bored and gone on to something else. More than likely. But um, all, all, the, all the stuff uh, that you need to go and play this is in the online sessions section of the forum. So, um, obviously, I'm, I can't be bothered to repeat the IP address because it's too long, and I'm sure that you'll... You know, you've marked the fact that it's about an hour into this podcast where I mention it. So if, you do, if you're if you that keen to find it, you can either 
go to about the hour mark on this podcast and, 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 and listen out for it again. Or head over to the forum, which you should have joined already because it is great. And um, all the details for the server in there. And it's an open server at the moment. There's no password or anything like that to get into it. Preferably get yourself on TeamSpeak, which is a doddle. And we get loads of people coming on the site. They'll be sort of saying, oh, I don't understand how to get on TeamSpeak and how do I do this? And it's really simple. TeamSpeak is the same thing as Skype, basically, right? You download something, a little, a little app that sits on your desktop. You click on it. It opens. You put in the address of the TeamSpeak server that you want to attach to. And then you just, it, it connects you to our TeamSpeak server and you'll find a whole group of people in there pissing about, playing games, having a laugh, being lovely to each other. Um, and again, <laughs> all the details for that are on the forum, um, really easily signposted, a sticky at the top of the online sessions um, uh, thread. So, you know, get yourself in it. It's really good fun. Absolutely. So we're going to be playing that this week. Um I have no idea when, because I've kind of committed to playing Trapmania on Wednesday night. Yeah, I, I, yeah I've got Battlefield planned. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I've arranged to uh, one of my non-domestic children to have a game on Halo 4 this week at some point. So, uh, yeah. But we will be on there. We're Absolutely. not sure when. Yeah, but obviously the, uh, the fact that uh, John hasn't taken part in practically any of these means that he can't really sulk at us if we don't turn up, can he? He can't, but I, I do intend for to um, to get back into Daisy because I did enjoy the last time I played it. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a good laugh. So yeah. really? if anybody wants to hook up with us and, and join us for a game, you know, just get into Teamspeak or hop onto the forum. We'll arrange something. We'll, we'll come and you can you can basically stab us in the back or, or leave us as cannon fodder for zombies, which is always good. Okay. Um, right. On to releases. And yeah, this is going to take ages. Well, yeah, the, the, the person who claims to know nothing about, uh, obviously, the uh, north of the country has uh, put down that there is Nout out this week. Yeah, Nout. That's that's the limit of my language of the north. Although I believe there is a certain game coming out on Vita in the next few days. It is, but that's why it says releases bracket PC, Nout. Because there's Nout taken out. Oh, Are we skipping past this, then? <laughs> No, not at all. I think you should definitely mention if it's a Vita game, I think it gets an honorary yeah. regardless. Yeah, obviously, now that we've been on about Tower Defense game, um, I believe there's a little game called Pixel Junk Monsters HD. Yay. Which uh, is actually out on Wednesday, isn't it? I had to tweet about this because they mentioned it on the main show and I'd forgotten the name of it. <laughs> I, was, I was really intrigued by it. I thought, oh, I know this game. I know the game. I've heard the name. I know, you know. Fuck, I can't remember the name of it. What the hell is it? I know it's coming out soon. I had to actually tweet out and find out that it was indeed Pixel Drop Monsters. Well, I, I, I tried to blag a free copy of it. So I'm friends with Bob. I say friends. I follow and he follows Close me. Close personal yeah, friend. Yeah, you know. He's a northerner. What more can I say? Um, We're going camping together. I'll quit. He's actually going camping. He was, oh. he was on about this on Twitter. Who is he now? Oh, the Close personal friend that you can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Lee, Lee something or other, I think he's called. Oh, good God. Uh, anyway, I'll get back to his name in a moment. Uh, but yeah, I... Uh, I I'm glad you didn't I, get a free copy. Absolutely, yeah. I was... Uh, I was <laughs> oh, he was there. Where is he? Lee Hutchinson. Hello, Lee. I'm sure you listen to the show every week. Close I'm sure you friend do. of... Like, no, he works for... Is it Double Eleven or whoever they are? <laughs> oh, yeah, Double Eleven. Yeah. yeah, and uh, he, he was talking about it, and I kind of cheekily said, I'm looking forward to this, and uh, how does one go about possibly obtaining a review copy of this and he gave me an email address and 
even gave me uh, a little thing I could have used to uh, sweeten the deal with someone, a little bit of humour, you know, he said, he said, she said. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I then emailed Robbie Rue because I know he has experience with the uh, kindly speaking to people and obtaining free stuff, only to find out that he'd actually already been in touch with them and gotten a copy. Oh! I know. Swine. So uh, yeah, this that night shift poaching our free. Yeah, well, absolutely. I, I think I think we need to declare war on them. In fact, they're recording right now. I'm half tempted to sort of jump in there and we should just ring them up, shouldn't we? Yeah, shout it. Crash it. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, this looks awesome. I believe it was released on the PS3 a few years ago. It was. Yeah. It was indeed. I, I didn't pick it up on the PS3 because I wasn't really into my PS3 gaming as much, but yeah. uh, the resurgence has started. Absolutely. So I, I can. See. And anyway, I was just waiting for it to come out on Vita. Yeah. This is looking like the uh, the de facto camping game this weekend. Oh, good God! Do <laughs> you anything to say about it, Vamsy? No, I just I'm I'm intrigued. I've heard an awful no, lot. No, it, it, it looks the very Pixel Junk series. You know, Double Eleven have uh, got an incredibly good reputation, and I'm I, I'm pretty much going in blind to it. I know it's basically a tower defense game. I know it's a Double Eleven game. That's about it, and I'm just I'm just really looking forward to it. Me too. I believe there is uh, online co-op as well. Ooh, so, uh, in fact, yeah, sod Daisy. Let's just let's just make that this week's next one. <laughs> so we're, we're apparently the only two that put any effort into this, aren't we? Sorry, true. sorry, BC, but you're not here to stick yeah, up. He's not here. He's doing his Twitter course. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, it's a hashtag me. <laughs> I think it's time for a break. We'll see you all in a moment. Welcome back um, for to part two, and it's now That's part. Clarky's editing has managed to hold up this far. Yeah, well, <laughs> that remains to be seen. Ah, I'm just going to shove it together, you know, raw, raw edit. We could we could have done with one of those last week at a certain point. <laughs> we won't go into that. Um, anyway, films, oh. books, TVs, comics, and whatever the hell we've been doing. Vamsey. Hello. What have you been films, books, comics, and TVing this week? I read a book. Oh, did it have pictures in it? And people are shocked. They're, they're caving all over the place. Go, what on earth? Fives is bringing some content to the books bit. Uh, yeah, I I read a book by oh Jesus Christ, uh, Andrzej Sakowski. Yeah, go with that, Andrzej Sakowski. But okay, look, I can't pronounce his name, but he's a genius. This is the guy who, who wrote the Witcher books. Um, he's a Polish author, and um, he has written a load of, of books around Geralt the Witcher um, in his native Polish and there are now three that are available for uh, in English translation and The Last Wish is the first one that came out a while ago and I read it years ago um, and the next one is the one called um, The Blood of Elves and then there's a new one which is can't fucking remember the name of, but I can't see it from where I'm sat. Uh, but the new one's just come out that I didn't realise was out. So there are now three out in English translation, and I thought, actually, I really like this guy's work. So I'm going to go back and reread the first, the second, and then launch into the third one, so that I've got some 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 basis to sort of to read on. Because again, it's a bit like Game of Thrones. I've stopped reading the Game of Thrones books because I think when I bought the fourth or fifth one, I can't remember which one it was now. Um, it was I started reading and thought I haven't got a bloody clue what's going on because it was so long since the last book came out so so wait, are these are these actually 
books based on the game or this? No, 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 Silver Ram, Silver Ram. Ah, oh, right. Um, the, these books were written well before the games. Um, you know, he's still writing them, so you know, they're, they're, I think they're probably about eleven or something. I don't know, um, but they are books first and foremost, and this guy licensed them to CD Projekt to produce the games, and the games are actually incredibly good. Um, what you call not likenesses, you know, they, they actually do they do justice to to the books. Uh, they follow the canon uh, pretty well, um, and the, the themes. Of, so if you liked the games, you're going to love the books. And the first book, The Last Wish, is basically uh, it's it's a story it's a story with lots of little stories in it. So it's it's an overarching story of, of Geralt when he's injured and he's lying in a in a kind of monastery talking to. Um, the priestess that runs it, and and there are lots of short stories that he sort of relates to her about different monsters that he's hunted or, or scenarios that he's got himself mixed up in, and each little story is basically a chapter, and they're brilliant. They're just they're just <laughs> they're lovely twists on established kind of fairy tale myth, if you like. Yeah. Uh, so it's, we're still talking for those of you who don't even know what the Witch games are. You bloody well should because they're awesome, and you can pick up the Witcher one and two for sweet FA money normally in a Steam sale. They're they're brilliant, um, but these are dark fantasy, sword and sorcery type uh, genre. It's there's there's sex in them. There's lots of oh um, right yeah 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 sorry. Uh, there's lots of violence, but uh, you know not it doesn't it basically doesn't shy away from stuff. He's not being particularly gratuitous about it. It's just if it happens, it happens. He doesn't shy away from mentioning it or writing about it or anything. The stories are fantastic. Um, even the little short ones, just the, the perfect vignette. They're kind of just the stories of, of little adventures that Geralt gets himself tied into. Uh, brilliantly written, lovely translation. Um, just just really really good books. Uh, and I can't wait to get to the, to the third one because it's one of these things where I don't know why it takes them so long to translate the books into English. I just don't get it. But um, so there's now that, that third one, which is out. Um, so I, I get I get the opportunity to read through all three of them back to back. So I'm probably going to be waffling on about these in a few more podcasts as well. So look forward to that. Everybody. But you do actually finish books and it's not like your gaming habits. Where I you... love books. It's just, it's just that, it's that time thing again. Yeah. It's just that when the hell do I, and the thing with books is if I start reading, I read and I don't stop. So the last witch, uh, the last witch, the last wish I picked up, um, three days ago and I've got, I don't know, 10 pages left on it. So it's just, you know, I start reading, I, I read. Um, and you know, I came through Lord of the Rings in a day, so it's not like really. I, yeah, I love it. Right. I absolutely love it. I remember. I actually remember that very, very well. I remember I was about. Um, it was like summer or something like that, and I was twelve or thirteen or something like that, and um, you know, off school during the summer holidays or something, and came down after breakfast and thought I wanted to read a book, saw Lord of the Rings, and thought oh, I'll read that, and. I think I got kicked up to bed around midnight and I hadn't actually moved from the chair pretty much all day and I just read <laughs> all the books cover to cover. Um, just absolutely stunned by its magnitude. It's a fucking brilliant book. But yeah, so um, if you if you haven't, if you like um, the Witcher books, if you like, uh, sorry, if you like the Witcher games, then go and get the books because they're just more of the same and just brilliant. The character development is awesome. It's a lot of background story, but it's not like lore. You know, sometimes you read books that are kind of, a game that you think, oh great, and it just goes into in-depth lore about it. And it bores the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. It doesn't tell you it like that. These are these are brilliant, brilliant stories. Um, really, really top class. 
some of my favourite books. Excellent. Um, me, I started watching Fringe. <sighs> um, I actually started watching it when it first came out, and it just kind of struck me as one of those series that was going to get cancelled after a season. Which I'm surprised it didn't. Uh, I get it. it does get really good. Uh, it ends Where? up going on for fact about halfway through the first season. It picks really? up. Yeah, uh, I think it's when, when they introduce that whole parallel universe. Thing that it comes into its own. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. I'm, I'm... Maybe I didn't get that far. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, I, I definitely recommend you trying this. We, we watched this. We've got the first season on box set, and um, I don't know how far I got. There was a, a basically, let's just say there was a bit where there was a guy who I thought was dead but wasn't dead, or the corporation were looking to bring him back, I think is the best way of putting it. I don't really know. That's about as far as we got. Um, and I just found it fairly boring, in all honesty. And I thought they were already, they were only about six or seven or eight episodes into this, into the series. And they were already doing that thing where the old bloke, the, the, the kind of the lead, the lead character's dad, um, just every time there was a problem goes, oh yeah, I used to work with that guy. I know all about this. This is how we fix it. Yeah, but that's the whole fun of it. I think he's absolutely brilliant. No, he's a, don't get me wrong. His character's brilliant. Basically, he he plays this kind of dithery scientist who'd been locked up in a mental institution for years, um, and then the son is now a genius. And is, what's the woman? She's some some kind of special investigator or something like that. Or yeah, some special FBI agent. She, she, yeah, she's getting some team together and manages to get this son to kind of pull his dad out of the mental institution to come and help with their paranormal investigations or whatever. But it's just every episode I was watching it and it kind of like, oh, what's happening here? What's with all this? this there's a kind of gas attack on a bus or something. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, um, I remember now. I worked on this project back in the 60s. And every uh, episode. A lot of it is not that he worked on it. He's aware of the theory because it's all fringe science, isn't it? And uh, it, it, it's, it's all sound of following this pattern, isn't it? Which is And the woman annoyed me. Well, she's slightly annoying, yes, but... Don't let that dissuade you. This is a fan series, and it does it does become a lot more, uh, you know, following the same story from the second season onwards. Uh, so yeah, give it give it a go. Uh, I'm glad I did. Uh, Mrs. Snap seems to be enjoying it as well. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's again, I'd I'd like to, but the, the two things that put me off. One is um, the, the lead woman. I just she irritates me immensely. What, what and the other is that it's not Firefly. The other is not at all. How dare you? It's, it's not that at all. I think the other thing was just the repetitiveness of that that whole kind of plot thing, where it's oh yeah, I know how to solve this. I was like, oh, fuck's sake, really? Every time. Um, and I, got, I don't know. It just didn't. It just didn't. Gra- I don't know why. It just didn't grab me that that much. But we might go back to it. But unfortunately, I'm looking at my shelf now. The number of DVDs and series we've got up there to watch. I'm not sure we're going to get around to going back to it. To be honest, but. We'll see. She seemed to enjoy it. The wife seemed to enjoy it. So maybe she'll force me to watch it at some point. There we go. You you do do as you're told, don't you, Vanzi? Only when asked nicely. I'm sure you do. Anyway, that's about it for this section. And uh, now it's on to the news. Uh, after some pretty slick editing that you're never going to know about there. Um, let's just say a children's comic was involved and an insect. And we'll say no more on the matter. Uh, anyway, on to the news. He's such a nature lover. Um, Chromecast. Bam, did you want to talk about this since you did no, most really. of the news anyway? 
Oh, right, yeah, I suppose I better have then. Um, yeah, so this is kind of a bit of a surprise, really. This is um, Google uh, have launched um, a streaming dongle, I guess is the best way of calling it. Uh, it's basically in direct competition to Apple TV, um, but like a third the price. It's it's currently, it's literally, they just released it. They didn't do any, that I can notice, they didn't do any prep, they didn't do any fanfare. They just went, here you go, stick it up on Amazon. Um, I noticed it just seemed to appear from Norway the other day. Yeah, it really was. It was just like, oh, by the way, we're releasing this, and it was there. And I was like, oh, which is actually quite Apple when you think about it. Apple normally do something where they say, hey, guys, we've brought you here together to talk about the iPhone 5. Oh, and it's out tomorrow. <laughs> so Chrome have kind of done the same thing, but they just didn't bother with the press conference, from what I can tell. Um, so this is this is a streaming dongle. Uh, so it streams video, music, and yada, 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 straight to your TV. So it's basically an HDMI dongle. Um, it, it slots into your HDTV, any HDTV. costs about 35 bucks. You can't get it in this country yet. Um and it's sold out on Amazon.com already. Um, <laughs> so it's done really well. It's number one all over the place in their electronics charts and whatever. Um, it works with everything. It works with Android, iOS, Chrome for Mac, Windows, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, it, it does everything you've probably already got, to be fair. So, I mean, for people like me who've got a 360, a PlayStation, and a PC all linked up to the TV, possibly not for me. Um, but what it does is it allows you to stream things not from your devices. So you'd use like your iPad or your iPhone to control it as a kind of remote, if you like. This is I'm kind of going with one, what I've read about this, so I may not have full accuracy on this. But you basically use your your controls that are already there. So you, you already use your Android or your smartphone or your iPod or uh, iPad, sorry, or whatever to control it. Um, and it doesn't take... It doesn't like Apple TV where it takes what's on the screen and puts it on the telly. What it does is you can browse for content and then it streams it directly from the cloud. So it doesn't have to be. So, for example, if you've got your iTunes library on your iPhone and you've only got, I don't know, a quarter of your iTunes music or films or whatever actually stored on your iPhone because it's you know, only a 16 gig phone or whatever, and you've got 100 gigs worth of content. You've still got access to that library. You can just go into your phone and say, yeah, I want to play that and it will stream it straight away to your telly so it's getting some really good reviews it's you know 35 bucks as opposed to apple tv which is a lot more um i mean i went to have a look at the apple tv as i think i mentioned on this program this this podcast a few weeks ago or whatever i was just quite disappointed in it i mean it was no it was okay but the, the lack of things like bbc iplayer and all the H, you know, 4OD and all that kind of stuff just just killed it for me. This doesn't have any of that either, but it's only going to be about 25 quid when it launches over here. So think of it as a Raspberry Pi for lazy people. Yeah, basically that's that's a bloody good way of putting it. Actually, that seems to be what it is. It's already got all that stuff on there. Um, but I'm sure you can get. Can't you get? Um, I'm sure you can get BBC iPlayer and Raspberry Pi, can't you? Probably can you? Right, you do so, so don't buy the Chrome. Go and buy Raspberry Pi and program. There you go. Yeah, because it, it's, it's a British invention. Buy yeah. a Raspberry Pi. End of. <laughs> right. Uh, what else have we got here? Oh, can anybody say U-turn? Apparently, <laughs> uh, Microsoft will now allow self-publishing after all. This is a fucking ball ache, isn't it? Really. Yeah, it, this is just. 
Unbelievable. I, I, it is worrying me in a way because um, what's going to happen the day before the PS4 is going to uh, release? Are they going to say, well, actually, we're increasing the price by 100 quid. You can't develop anything for it. And I'm waiting for them to backtrack yeah. completely. And yeah, say, you, actually, you need to want to do dick on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for, for the Xbox to, you know, to come out and say, actually, this Xbox, well, actually, we're going to U-turn even further. We're going back to the original Xbox. <laughs> Just have that instead. Yeah. Um, basically... There was a lots of indie devs got worked up and with, with every right because basically Microsoft came out with this policy saying that if you wanted to launch on on Xbox One you had to have a publisher you weren't allowed to self publish which for a lot of um, a lot of developers is is just a no go you can't do it it costs too much or you, the whole point of indie developing is that it's straight to source the developer interacts with the public you know directly without having to go through a publisher or do with anything like that and it's, it's quite important to them microsoft came out and said no you have to have a publisher well now they've u-turned on that and said no actually you don't um and they've also gone a step further and said that basically you can turn every xbox one into a debug unit into a dev kit um they haven't explained the ins and outs of that and they haven't said how that's going to happen um so i guess gamescom i think they said they're gonna they're gonna do more about that um this, all... this this all just strikes me kind of uh, as playground argument, you know, Mr. Big Hard Xbox with all the friends loses those friends, and now he's saying, oh, I'm sorry, come and play with me again. It does, I mean, I don't want to get, again, I really, I, I really want to shy away from kind of, I'm aware it's really, really easy to get into kind of console wars and no, bashing and stuff, and, uh, you know, I've got both pre-ordered, um, and I'm looking forward to, to content on both of them, I just wish... They'd be a bit clearer about what they want, and, and, and I kind of agree with John here. And again, I don't want to get into this, but I do kind of wish they'd stuck to their original, their original um, policies because yeah, it, it would have brought something different to the table. And we need to start investigating new ways of doing things. No, I, you're absolutely right there. But if they'd have just have left it, the the dust would have settled. Hmm. More than likely, people would have got used to it and just said, "Oh well, fine." Yeah, and, and, and for the majority of people, to be fair, for the majority of their consumer base, they probably didn't give a monkeys about half of the stuff that they were talking about. I mean, the always online things are going to be a problem just for, you know, for access point. Yeah. Not that stage yet, but that could be. Anyway, this is old ground. So this is, um, there, there are still caveats to this. They, you know, the Xbox One is going to cause some problems because if it's not using XNA anymore, it's going to use Windows 8 which developers are shying away from as much as they possibly can. <laughs> so it's still not everything indie devs, devs want, but it's better than what they gave us before. So there we hooray. Here, here. We love you, Xbox. Right, moving on. Um, <laughs> oh, this, 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 is, this, is, this is definitely one for uh, all you Vimesy-like people out there. Neil Gaiman, who makes his video game debut with Wayward Manor. Bamsey, yeah. once again, over to you. Yeah, I love this man. Um, Neil Gaiman, um, creator of Sandman, American Gods, Neverwhere, um, Stardust, I could go on, and, and Antsy Boys. Um, it, you know, just one of my great heroes in many ways. He's just a fantastic writer, a really great man. Um, so he's basically... He's been involved in video games a bit before on the sidelines and then writing and stuff, but now he's actually going to become uh, 
making his first video game, uh, which is a ghostly adventure called Wayward Manor. Um, sounds interesting. It's basically due out this sort of this autumn, um, and it's supposed to be uh, a multi-part, so you know, a chapters-based kind of uh, game, multi-part series. I think is how they put it. It's I've seen a bit of resurgence towards this old sort of um, this this time period where there are games like um, oh what's it called now? Uh, oh, fuck, it was Kickstarter one. Uh, so you are being hunted and things like this, where they're kind of going back to that kind of Victorian esque, yeah, not Victorian, yeah, but that, around that ilk, uh, kind of almost Victorian steampunk type kind of thing. Um, and this is this is going to be about the same. It's basically set in. I'm going to read directly from from Eurogamer here, guys. So I don't want to get this wrong. Uh, set in a remote estate in 1920s New England, where Manafort is the exploit of a grumpy ghost who wants to spook his house. His house's new inhabitants away. Doing so means spying on the unwitting buggers and coming up with the best way to freak them out. Along the way, our spectral people learn more about his own death, the afterlife, and some more devious dangers as well. Um, you can pre-order this thing for ten dollars. Uh, and you know what? Go and do it because that's a fucking bargain in anybody's book. It's um, it's no, got an interesting, yeah. interesting art style, and uh, you can just guarantee this guy he writes so awesomely uh, with such a twisted, dark kind of sense of humour that it's just worth paying the money just to, to see. He's going to bring some genius to this i i, I personally I no it, it, it looks interesting and it will it will obviously uh bring something to the table of the uh, very very underused uh spook em up genre which uh, i can only think of about two other games which follow a same similar premise um, stubs I mean, the zombie yeah there wasn't the one on the snes as well i don't know yeah the, the one i'm sure i just keep was. thinking of casper the <laughs> friendly ghost was it, it friendly? wasn't lonely he had friends didn't have from the beginning he didn't yeah well you got there uh, either way I just thought yeah anyway whatever <laughs> there we go right World of Warcraft subscriptions fall again to 7.7 million I don't really care because I played this game for five minutes and did not like it um, oh, I did like it and I just I only threw it in there because it was just interesting because we talked about this a while ago about the fact that the subs have dropped under yeah. 9 million and now they're down yeah, so so the news section is now also the World of Warcraft subscription. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah sub- subscription rate update. So, exactly. uh, you know, if can, we can move over that, that's fine. I, I'm gonna let you talk about the next one because you seem you seem to have a a bond with the man. Oh. Um, I, I almost feel bad about this because uh, last week I talked about um, indie game the movie and I, I, I was quite uh, negative towards a certain uh, person who was featured in that due to the fact that I just. He struck me as one of those people I wouldn't get along with in real life. And now he's gone and left gaming. Uh, yeah, um, Philfish had a, uh, I believe, a, an altercation with uh, a member of the gaming press, was it? Um, which resulted. It was you, Clark. He it, wasn't. it wasn't me. Are you sure? I'm, Are you sure he just didn't listen to this show and thought, Clark, he doesn't appreciate me? No, That's I'm, it. I'm, off. I'm, I'm more. Be- I'm more behind the scenes. I'd rather uh, manipulate others into arguing for me. Yeah, you're good at that. <laughs> Yeah, um, apparently there was an altercation. Um, death threat was mentioned, I believe. Um, Phil then spat it. Phil Fish, of course, the uh, developer who made Fez, which I've never played, but I believe he's very good. Um, then spat his dummy out and cancelled Fez 2 and has apparently left the gaming industry. 
I am not surprised this had happened. It was inevitable. You get these single studio indie developers, you know, people give them some jip and they throw the toys out of the pram and say, right, I'm not doing this anymore. So, yeah, Fez 2 has been cancelled or it's far more likely that it will probably be back on the cards in a few weeks' time once he sat down, you know, and poured himself a cup of tea and uh, had a good think about it. I love your simplicity. <laughs> well, it, 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 there's nothing more to it. I mean, I mean, come on. It, it, it was, well, why it, should, you know, to be fair, why should this guy, I mean, okay, he's an opinionated man who has ruffled an awful lot of feathers. Personally, um, I'm not a huge fan of the guy, but I think there are places for, for people like this in any, in any medium uh, who wind people up the wrong way, but do produce good work. Um, and he's just one of those, and, uh, but I don't see, you know, I may not like his work, but I shouldn't be allowed to go and just abuse him. For no, I, I absolutely not. You know, I think that's out of order. It I is think, out of order. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm all for having debate and there is always going to be conflict in any medium it, like it, ours where it, it's... Indeed, but at the same time, is it not just better to walk away from such things? Well, I think it depends on how much abuse and stuff you're getting. You know, no, no, that's, that's, you. that's Sometimes that's it's going to be like, you know, actually, fuck you all. I don't need yeah. this. I made a shitload of money off my first game. I'm going to go and do something else for a bit. I don't want to play this one anymore. I'm going to go and do something else. I mean, we won't, we won't go into his uh, love for PC gaming on the whole as well. I'm sure Beast will probably mm-hmm. touch on that in the future. Um, but, you know, sorry, Phil, but we are recording this on our uh, little spreadsheet machines. Um, best of luck to you for the future. Um, I, I do hope you come back into it. I mean, you know, don't let the, the minority spoil it for you. But at the same time, had EA done the same thing, we wouldn't have been blessed with things like Battlefield, etc., would we? <laughs> Please note my opinions are my own, and I'm not getting involved in a uh, argument war on the forum with this one either, so I'm staying well out. Oh, I was looking forward to going to dig up some more elevator music then. <laughs> I'm a very calm and upbeat person, I'll have you know. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, I think that's about it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. I've gone quite a long No, a wrap is more oh, like, oh, this yeah. is a story all about how my life got twisted upside down. I'd like to take a minute just sitting right sit there. Right there. Oh, I'd like to take a minute just sitting right there. Yeah, all right. We can go to the Yeah. Oh, we should. I wanted to carry on with that anyway, fair enough. One day, maybe we'll make it like a special yeah. outtake show. Yeah, a, spe- <laughs> a special, uh, a special singing cheesy TV theme tunes uh, episode of the show. Oh, awesome! Oh, That's brilliant! Right. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, is that, is that one Airwolf? Yeah. All right, next one. Oh God, I can't remember anymore. What's the one to the Golden Girls? <laughs> Piss off! All right. Do, 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 do. Oh. Brilliant. Yeah, there we go. Do you remember Street Hawk as well? I loved Street Hawk. No, what was the tune for that? I vaguely remember. I can't remember it, but I tell you what, I saw it again because it was on like one of those really crappy satellite channels about a year and a half ago, and it was fucking shit. It was really, really. Are, are you really te- are you telling me that that bike was just some sort of regular everyday bike? It was bike basically a Chinese one two five. Cardboard stuck to the side of it. It was it was awful, mate. It was really and the lasers. Do you remember the lasers that came out the front of it? They were just it was it was so bad. I cannot believe I didn't notice how awful that that program looked when it came out. It was shockingly shit. It, 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 
these I think all came off the back of Night Rider, didn't they? I don't know what it is. It was something like a it was something like a Kawasaki KMX 125 or something like that, just painted black with some angular bits shoved on it, and it was it was really awful. Wasn't Airwolf just like a, a news helicopter with bits stuck? Oh blue no, there? Airwolf was fantastic. Yeah, Airwolf had it in his board now. Oh, but Airwolf, you could make go into silent mode and then go and perv on women in high rises. Yeah, and had a jet. It had the jet thing, didn't it? I don't know. I was just quite happy perving on women in high rises, but yeah. But, yeah. Ah, I think this might be why John's got into that helicopter game. That's what it is. Or, I knew it. Airwolf revival. He's probably bought an airwolf. It's in his backyard, and he's just using things like take on helicopters to learn how to fly them. It's not so his... he can go and perv on women in high rises. It's not in his backyard. It's on his helipad. Uh, well, his helipad is in his backyard. <laughs> it's probably one of those posh helipads that yeah. parts, you know, and there's a pool underneath it, or possibly even a way to his megalomaniac volcano there. Yeah. It'd probably, it'd probably be a lowercase h as well, just, just to be different. Just to be different, yeah. yeah. Anyway, enough of that. I actually quite enjoyed that bit. We'll have to go into that more in the future. <laughs> right, the outro. Um, please use the affiliate links on the site. Um, we get absolutely nothing, but apparently this... Oh, we, no, really, no, we, no, really, we really get absolutely yeah, we, nothing. <laughs> we, we get zero from this. Uh, Vamsy occasionally gives me things, which is nice. Yeah. I, I give him daughter two codes in return. Um, yeah, so... Oh, like a bloody valid... That's no longer valid. For the for two codes. You will piss about, won't you? Well, it's out now, isn't it? You gave it to me about two days before the bloody thing finished, Peter. <laughs> Not that I bloody play anyway. But oh, that's it. You give someone a gift. It's thrown back in your face. <laughs> oh, I thought you could throw it back in your face, mate. Get the it's elevator cool. music on. It's out of my inventory. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to go and buy something off Amazon or Jinx or whoever else we link to, Please go to the site first, click on the link, and then make your purchase. It all goes in the pot of money we never see. Uh, reviewers on iTunes. Um, have we had any reviews recently? And one of these days we'll get around to reading them. <laughs> I know, I haven't read them for months. If, if you have, it's, it's, if you have please, to... please do. We, I will go back through it. But the problem is, with iTunes, I think, I can't view the reviews at the moment. I have to actually download their bloody podcast app before it will let me actually go and have a look at the reviews for our own show. But I will go back, and if you have made us a nice review, then I'll give you a shout-out. If you have to last nice review, I'll just stalk you or something. It wouldn't be the first time, would it? No, not really. She recovered, yeah? Mm, they say she'll you know, be out of the coma soon. Well, you wouldn't know. You're not allowed within three kilometres of her. Mm. Uh, anyway, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at MGPBits. Um, or if you start Wayne Clan, you can follow me at ClarkySnap. Or me, I'm at Vimesy74. Um... There's also John and Beastie, but Beastie don't tweet, and um, if John's not here, I'm not going to mention him. Um, <laughs> there's a Facebook site, the Mature Gamer Podcast. I've never do, been on. Do a search, yeah. <laughs> I, I know, I know, there was an unofficial bits and PCs one, which uh, Proton took over. Yeah, yeah bef- before he betrayed us. Um, yeah, he's so, asking to come back on this show. Nah, that's not going to happen. It's his newfound fame, you see. That's what it is. Yeah, it's all right. He's, he's he seems to be doing well out of what he's doing now with uh, Robbie Roy. Okay, well, I do keep telling him he can't come back on the show because we stick to a strict two-hour limit. Um, you know, we can't be doing these five-hour epic marathons that he keeps putting out. Yeah, there we go. Uh, right, yes. You can also email us. Email the show at mgpbits at maturegamerpodcast.com 
you can email me at Clarke at MatureGamerPodcast.com or uh, Vamsy's going to give you some generic email address because he's not important enough. No, I'm not. You can just tweet me. No, fair enough. <laughs> but if they have something meaningful to say and they can't say it in 120... If they've got something meaningful to say, they're, they're listening to the wrong show. Yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's about it. So uh, join us next week when Provan and I don't get murdered on my camping trip. Uh, I'll hopefully be here. Vamsy, will you be here? Nope. What? Nope. I'm if in sunny Newquay. So if anybody is, well, I'm hoping it's going to be sunny Newquay. Um, if, if anybody is in Newquay oh. next weekend. Right, so this has all come to light now. Let's play Daisy next week. Clark. I'll be playing it. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'll be fucking playing it. You oh, can, yeah, you can yeah, just the, feed back on my oh, awesomeness. Yeah, the, the incentive's really there for you to play this now, isn't yeah, it? No, no, we'll, we'll definitely play it. But, you know, what you've got to remember is you've got to then stand up on the show next week and defend our team play versus John's solo mugging play. Mm. We'll see how that goes. All right. He made me lay, lie down while he shot me last time. At least he let you lie down. <laughs> She's disgraceful. Anyway, <laughs> we're rambling on. Uh, right, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Yay. Bye. End. <laughs>